Welcome to the Loser's Corner, your place for Delt Legends fantasy news. And now, your hosts, Ray Goulet and Shane Yardley. Welcome in, everybody, to the first, I, I guess, pilot episode. I guess pilot and first are the same thing. Whatever. Of the Loser's Corner. I am your host with the most terrible team last year, Ray Goulet, joined as always this year by Shane Yardley. The second worst team of the year. And uh, we're going to go through a, a wild week of uh, week one football, culminated with a, with a very, very interesting win um, late in the evening last night. Um, actually, I think it was even in the morning here on the East Coast. So let's go into – I'm excited about this game. I don't know about you, Shane, um, <laughs> but, you know, it, start, it started out bad. Um, and with a different team name, the, uh, the Poppet and Lockets went through a really strange, strange opening game, um, started out and Devonte Adams, uh, first game of the NFL season goes and scores less than eight goddamn fucking points. It was, uh, it was a pretty sad game. The first game, I don't know if we call it football yet. Uh, it was sort of a warm up to what ended up being, a much more exciting week. Uh, but yeah, that first game was a dumpster fire. Oh, absolutely. Uh, being there myself, it was, it was cool to be there. Um, especially to be drunk there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was really disappointed in Devonte Adams performance. Uh, then my other wide receiver, Tyree kill decided that he'd go ahead and get injured. Um, so my first two draft picks of the season were, were quite bad. And uh, Brian, I mean, what can I say? He's the champion. He's he's destined to win. Um, so I'm going through watching this game and just miserable, miserable. Finally, Monday night, I text Ross and I'm like, you know what? Josh Jacobs could still pull this off. Josh Jacobs could get 22 points and grab this win for me. All he needs is 100 yards and two touchdowns. And what does he get? What does he get? I will tell you what he got because it's right in front of me. He got 85 rushing yards and 28 receiving yards. I don't know about you. I'm no mathematician. I'm a physicist. And that number is more than 100. Additionally, the number of touchdowns he got was greater than one and less than three. In fact, right in between those two integers. That number is two. That gave him... 24.3 points to put me ahead. And, and honestly, it, it wasn't me. I knew what I needed to do, and I made, I made a bold decision, a strong, a, a painful move in the middle of the game to switch my team's name to really, to really emphasize my, my favorite team's performance this season. Um, and I changed myself to the Miami M1s in honor of the tank season. So I think it's really important to note that there were three terrible performances this week. One was the first game of the season. So the, the Packers and the Bears, terrible performance. The second had to be the Miami Dolphins, just awful, absolutely atrocious. And the third is the matchup we're talking about right now. Just the worst matchup of the week. And we have spent far too much time talking about it. Because... I mean, I can talk about it for much longer, <laughs> but I guess we can go. Let, let's go. Let's go. Poop diamond poop. Let's go to a good game. 
the best game of the week was definitely Dirty Dave's versus Mad Dogs. All right, let's take a look at that. It was it was the only matchup I think that had a chance to be decided if a player, if a, one of the managers made a better choice about their starting lineup. I'm not getting on Dirty Dave's there, but there was at least the opportunity to win. Everyone else just didn't have any chance. Um, but Dirty Dave's just ran into the buzzsaw. Like the Mad Dogs had just a ton of scores. Uh, despite the fact that they couldn't find a quarterback nor roster a quarterback that scored more than 11.06 points. So I'm looking at it right now, and Ken Wicks, had his lowest scoring wide receiver was Kenny Stills with 12.7 points. He it's had... embarrassment of riches right there. Oh, it's, it's, te- it's wild. Uh, I was, like, looking, I'm like, what could he have done better? And, like... Really, if you would have put John Brown, uh, Buffalo wide receiver, in instead of Calvin Ridley, that would have popped him up about 10 more points. But I, I don't know if I can add it up together and get, get him into a victory. Uh, it's really sad. That, like, that's some wide receiver talent. Ken absolutely needs to be looking to make some moves. Um, and I'm looking for wide receivers because mine are terrible. So. <laughs> So this is just going to be a show in which we advertise our needs and wants. I mean, (laughs) maybe this week, who knows? (laughs) So, yeah, that was a good game. Um, Both managers put up good, uh, good teams. Unfortunate for Ken that he fell short, but, uh, but definitely I think the best matchup of the week, everyone else just kind of, it was clear winners and losers with the exception of, of your game, of course, which was a nail biter for who was going to score, just not the least. A a nail-biter for Trash Mountain. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the the true ugly game of the week. And by ugly, I mean... uh, Absolute fucking blowout. Ken (laughs) LaTerry's just awful, awful team. I mean, nothing went right for him this week. And... To be honest with you, nothing could have gone right for him this week. I mean, you look at it, and when Aaron Rodgers starts you off, I mean, it, it ties into the same thing. When Aaron Rodgers starts you off with 16 and a half points, you know you're not in for a good week of football. And on, on the other side of the ball, in the most Baltimore Ravens fashion, Ross just obliterated him. Almost, he almost scored twice as many points. As Ken did. Ross needed, I think, three, maybe four. No, three players in order to beat Ken this week. That was <laughs> it. Everyone else could have been benched. Three players would have done it. That's pretty sad. And to be honest with you, when you look at Ken's team, I, I don't know that better days are are ahead for him. Uh, when you're starting now, no knock to Ken. Good call on putting Darren Waller in there. That's great. I think he's going to be awesome this year. But if you've got to start two tight ends uh, week one, maybe you should have looked at your draft board a little bit more. Yeah, that does not bode very well. Um, and and to go back to uh, the draft, the, the real draft, the second draft, um, Christian McCaffrey has a first-round pick. Everyone was, everyone was shaking their heads. Everyone was confused. Why not Saquon? Why not Zeke now that he had finally said that he was going to be playing football? But Christian McCaffrey, definitely worth it in this week. Yeah, I mean, he, but, you know, I 
think it was a good pick. I don't know that I was shaking my head. I think it was kind of true Ross fashion, trying to buck the trend, sticking with his gun, saying he wasn't going to draft Saquon. Um, but I mean, Christian McCaffrey, he is that team right now. Like there's, I mean, I know DJ Moore and Cam's fantastic when he's right, but I mean, Christian McCaffrey's going to carry them with whatever they do this year. And if we look into the, looking at, looking at the benches, uh, Ross made all the right moves. He, he put in everyone that he needed to. My goodness. That is, that bench is barren. I would love to see a bench that looked like that. Um, and he's got Antonio Brown on there, which I don't know how the, how the Raiders fan is feeling holding on to Antonio Brown after last week. Well, after what his uh, wide receivers did this week, I think probably pretty good because everyone else was great and the wide receivers were, they were fine. They weren't bad, but, but middling, I think is the best way to describe them. Certainly, certainly it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he puts them out on the trading block to see what he can get in return. Because I don't know what else he needs <laughs> uh, other than a better wide receiver than Antonio Brown, which uh, Jerry's still out on if that's possible. We'll see what he does in New England. You never know. I Once we get to my game, I'll talk about New England a little bit more. Well, why don't we, why don't we bring up your game right now? Because that's an excellent transition. I'm just going to say it. I, I, was, I was a free agent this year. I had a chance to be drawn in by the Patriots and for them to – to woo me and, and pull me in and, and make me a potential fan. And then Sony Michelle goes out and does nothing. Absolutely brutal. I I'm done with them. Uh, Sony Michelle is available for anyone. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to treat it like he scored the 26 points that I needed for him to score or 27 points. I needed him to score. Uh, but I am, I am, beyond frustrated to have seen that seen 15 carries for what 14 yards just ugly ugly running yeah on the other hand though you ty hilton put on a performance that i don't think anyone expected out of ty hilton and jacoby Brissett. i'm i'm pretty confident with uh with ty i mean i watched the game um he looked he looked really good and in all honesty they're gonna have to throw this year so who else are you going to throw to? So I'm going to dial him up mostly every week. Mike Evans needs to pick it up a little bit and, you know, not be a complete bum over there. Uh, the talent's there, but, you know, Jameis Winston, who knows what he's going to do this year. Um, but I think the real disappointment for me this week was Leonard Fournette, aside from Sony Michelle, because I, I was very high on him. I have him on multiple teams, and he let me down on multiple teams. But you got to give it to, to Jason's team, too. Uh, they're very good. Like, he put together a ridiculous team. And to put Deshaun Jackson in there, I, I don't know that I would have week one. Oh, um, it was a ballsy move for sure. But, but uh, clearly awesome. And then yeah. he's got, he's got uh, I don't know, is it, is it Tyrell Williams? Yeah, Tyrell uh, Williams on the bench. I mean, that's like he's another one that has got some wide receiver depth this year. Um which is going to be pretty exciting for him after this week. Will Fuller's another guy. Like he, he's very hit or miss, um, especially with injuries. But he looked really good in that Houston game. Didn't put up great numbers for fantasy, um, but game wise, he looked really good. Well, and he'll be a good plug and play too. He's a good option to have on your bench that you don't feel great about putting him in, but if you're forced to, I mean, he definitely is good for you know putting up. I mean, he put up nine points and he 
you know, wasn't anything spectacular. Um, but he'll put up games that are going to be in the 20, 25 points sometimes when he just gets going. All right. Let's oh, see. That le- uh, we've got two games left. I think we should save Drew's game for last. That seems like a good finale game. All right. Um, you got always so going to end with anal. Right. So so we, uh, we move on to uh, our two kind of uh, – uh, seasonal uh, cellar dwellers in their lab rats and uh, and Chuck's team, and that was Chuck's team. Of... You can't say Natterdays out loud. Oh, you weren't even there. It was Natterdays. Natterdays really took the day at the owners' meeting, and by that I mean the evening and the night and my memory of the end of the night. <laughs> um. So you know what I take the when I was saying that uh, Ken had a chance to win, it was Chuck who had the chance to win. Um, he would have had to make some interesting moves, um, putting Jameson Crowder in uh, over Mike Williams, which would have been a tough move to make. Uh, but the win was there for him if he had a crystal ball. It's it's crazy though that uh, that Josh's team. You know, you would have after seeing what Lamar Jackson did. Um, on Sunday afternoon, he must have been kicking himself for not putting him in the game and just like, you know, how, how is how is Deshaun Watson going to put up the same number of points? And then Deshaun Watson comes in and just has a great game um, and puts up nearly as many points as Lamar Jackson does. Uh, so that was, that was pretty impressive. He must have been pretty excited watching that game. Oh, and Hollywood Brown riding the bench too? Wow. Within, with three players, granted two of them are quarterbacks, Josh could have beat Ken Letary's team this week. <laughs> Three players to beat Ken Letary. I think there's probably a number of teams that we could say the same thing about because Ken Letary's team was just, I mean, historically bad to start the season. It, it was a terrible, terrible start. Uh, I was concerned that I wasn't going to reach 100 points, but to actually not reach 100 points this week, it must be I rough. Mean, I- I think I think it, we we have to say it too. This is probably the worst start for Ken's team since he dropped Randy Moss. So just I mean the in the in the record breaking season. So it's it's that bad, Ken. Um, maybe start thinking about investing in paint. Bold bold predictions to start the season. Not that bold actually. No, not that bold at all. All right. All right. So let's finish with anal now. So I was looking at Drew's team, and Drew, to his credit, typically puts forth a great team. Every year, he's a guy who's in it. He's a guy who, who drafts well, puts together a good team. This is, bar none, the worst Drew Fitzherbert team I have ever seen. It's bad. He, Just he bought terrible. into Baker Mania and... It did not pan out. It did not. He He's going to have a rough season. I think that uh, we're going to get a lot of angry Drew messages. Um, and I hope that he is starting to think about what his theme music might be for next year. You know, thinking about it, it it's really, really strange to see that Drew would get pounded anally so terribly. By Pat Healy, who's a doctor. He took the Hippocratic Oath, and he just decimated Drew's anus. I mean, I think one thing needs to be said here, though, is that your misfortune of Tyreek Hill was was Pat's fortune. I mean, 
there's no way anyone saw Sammy Watkins doing what he did. I don't think if Tyreek's out there for the full game that he does what he did. I'm not saying Sammy's not a great player, um, but I mean, Pat's team is was kind of sad. Other than other than Sammy, he was pretty much it for the game. So that is true. When you draft a lizard person at, at any time in your life, you, you really get a question. You have some a few questions, but uh, when Tyreek Hill goes down and Maybe he deserved it. Maybe he didn't. Uh, the court clearly said he didn't, so I did nothing wrong by drafting him second overall. Or not second overall, but uh, in my second round. Uh, it's crazy. And if he can stay healthy uh, for, like, sure, there's going to be some more guys that step up on the Chiefs um, because you can't just throw the ball to Sammy Watkins unless you're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Or the Miami Dolphins, for that matter. Florida teams are not are, are a good team to play uh, if you have any player who might perform at all. Um, but uh, also, let's look at Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, which I took him first overall uh, in one of my leagues, and just really disappointing start to the season. So, I mean, I think that points-wise, yes. But, I mean, 120 rushing yards, four receptions, you know, to add on another 20 yards or so. Um he didn't get the touchdowns. Uh, those are going to come. He was, I mean, watching the game, he was a beast. I mean, just like he is, he is a man among boys. So I think the the points there for Pat are going to be there uh, for the rest of the season. And if you look at Pat's bench too, pretty impressive bench he's got there. That is a very impressive bench. Another thing to point out uh, that Pat pointed out himself, Hunter Henry only four receptions for 60 receiving yards, which, I mean, if you think about it this week, tight ends, something magical happened to tight ends this week for fantasy football because this does not happen where there are multiple tight ends putting up double-digit numbers, even numbers in the 20s for, for a lot of tight ends. And, uh, no, this week was, was a good week for tight ends. I think Hunter Henry still just needs to get acclimated with, uh, with Philip Rivers. I, I think he's going to be an exciting player to watch this year. Um and and I think that definitely better days are, are going to come. But, I mean, four for 60 is nothing to scoff at. Um, if I can get that out of my tight end every week, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So, um, on the other side, tight end, though, I think Drew is going to have a lot of tight end points this year because who else are the Giants going to throw it to? Uh, maybe Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's all. <laughs> all all right. right. So I well, think that pretty much wraps it up. I think that what we need to do, though, at the end of our broadcast here, uh, we need to really have a winner of the week and a loser of the week. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the top point getter or the bottom point getter or anything like that, but just kind of who we see as as kind of somebody to watch as either being absolutely terrible or kind of on their way to something that might be special. All right, all right. I like that. Uh, my winner of the week will always be me, so... Um... I don't. I don't care what you have to say, uh, but uh, actually, no. I was terrified this week. I was. I was really glad. I think the football gods liked the fact that I can laugh at myself for being a Dolphins fan, and so that's why I came up with a win. But it's your idea, so clearly you have someone in mind. Let me think about it while you go on your. I don't. You want to start with a winner or a loser? So I'm going to start with the winner of the week. I think the winner of the week has got to be um, Ross because he made the bold pick with the number one pick to get uh, McCaffrey. Totally worked out for him this week, um, and his team was just firing on all cylinders. So you got to be scared about going up against Ross right now. Not that it's going to happen every week, 
but the depth of talent that he has on his starting lineup right now is is pretty terrifying. Um, I, I think it would be easy to pick Ken Letary as the loser of the week, but I, I really think he's going to be the loser of the season. So I, I look at more of uh, uh, probably probably Ken Wicks or myself would be the loser of the week because not that we had terrible weeks or anything like that, but we went up against guys who had much better weeks. Um, and that's always brutal in the first week of the fantasy season to not completely screw yourself over, to put up a good roster, to feel good about it, to watch your guys score points, and then just to watch the other guys' numbers go up way faster than yours. All right. So I actually have a, a weird winner for the week because my winner for the week is currently in seventh place in the league. And he lost this week. That, I mean, that's how that happens. But that is Ken, how it happens. Ken Wicks has... Good night, uh, we're getting, a, we're getting a, a quick special guest performance. <laughs> Ken Wicks, go. All right. So Ken Wicks, I think, was definitely the winner of the week. Not, not points-wise, although he would have beat several different teams, including my own, uh, my own team that won. Uh, let me just reiterate that. But his wide receiving core is spectacular. With all those wide receivers, with all that talent – I mean, he's going to have to he's going to have to trade some of it away, and there are people desperate for players. There are people that are going to give up guys that didn't perform this week that might perform next week, and it's it's uh it's going to be tough to say no. I don't want to trade for that wide receiver that put up twenty points last week, but uh, I think Ken will be able to to make some trades, make some things move. Um, the loser of the week. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it. I think the loser of the week was Brian Adams. Ooh, because nice. Brian yeah. Adams at was at the Raconteurs concert last night. And he was sitting there pretty, knowing that he was going to defeat the loser last year. The champion riding in, bringing his banner up this week. And he comes in, and Josh Jacobs comes along and tramples all over his hopes and dreams. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Josh Jacobs has started Brian Adams onto the path to make the painting to go from worst from first to worst this season. That I is like my it. bold prediction for the year. Bold prediction right there. <laughs> All right. So, um, I hope none of you enjoyed that and you don't ever want to hear it again. Uh, regardless, we'll be back here next week, probably around the same time to tell you about how I, yet again, barely squeaked out a victory and how Brian Adams continued his losing streak. Shane, what are you going to do next week? Uh, I'm going to sit and watch my team barely lose again so that I find myself in the, the last place game and probably doing this as the second to last place team. And I'm very excited about either Drew Fitzherbert or Ken Letary joining me. All right. Well, thank you, Shane. For Regulay and Shane Yardley, uh, this is Regulay. Shit, I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next. We won't see you. Fuck you guys. We hate you both. We hate you all. Goodbye. <laughs>